What's happening, friends? Big show today. Jameson Rogers will be on. He sings, Cold Beer Calling My Name. That song? Mm-hmm. He said, Some girls, the dudes, some girls, some girls. <laughs> yeah. Get the mama on the phone. He'll be on, and Jimmy Allen will be on, who will be dancing tonight on Dancing with the Stars. Fun. Yes, so we'll talk to Jimmy and see how that's going. Uh, it is Monday. Monday. No, Monday. Monday. I don't yeah. know. It not works. Feeling it, yet, Bones. it works. Well, of course, nothing. You feel anything until you feel it. Well, that's true. There's Friday. You go to Instagram stories every Friday. They say, "Put this on your Friday." I want Monday to be a thing because this is a whole. We have the opportunity to start a whole week out on a positive note. Can we got you, a whole week. It's can, clay. We have a whole week. Of, we're forming clay. Can you call Instagram and get one of those gifts going with the hands that say Monday? I don't know if I can call them. I could probably make you one. You can make okay. one. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Today is Monday. <laughs> Let's go, people, and. To start Monday, let's do the good news countdown. Here we go. It's the good news countdown. Counting down the biggest good news stories across the land. Five to one. Let's go. Number five. A 16-year-old Eagle Scout in Georgia has now earned every merit badge you can possibly get, all 137 of them. Wow. Less than 500 people have ever done it. Here is the 16-year-old. And his dad talking about the accomplishment. I feel like anyone can complete this. It's truly an eye-opening journey. Cooking, archery, theater, camping, canoeing, search and rescue. It's been truly amazing to earn all the merit badges and go through all the different steps required to earn all these. If I were a college and this kid applied and did... Okay, you're in. Yeah. I don't care what school it is. He has so many life skills. Yes. Good for this kid. He's going to be rich. I'm He's going to that. be Lunchbox's boss. Oh, Lunchbox yeah. is laughing at him yep. right now. I mean, yeah, for sure. exactly what I expected him to sound like. <laughs> You're a kid who will be your boss. <laughs> Whatever. Hey, at least I got friends. Number four. A couple are finally retiring after fostering more than 600 children wow. over the past 56 years. That's a lot. They also have five kids of their own. Mm. Can you even remember all those kids? No. No, no chance. No, but I bet well, those kids remember them. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's good, Amy. Over yeah. 600 kids. Yeah. That's wild. Eddie's got two foster kids. I know. I mean, and he's exhausted. Sometimes I forget their names. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Number three. Yes, he's kidding. <laughs> it's, it's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> uh, the kid was practicing his free throws in his driveway one day when a, uh, a band riding on the back of a truck stopped to hype him up. Here is what they did when he made a basket. Yeah! That's pretty awesome. That's funny. Yeah. It's also weird if you're just playing, you're just shooting in the driveway and a truck pulls up with a marching band. Number two. A guy in Reno got a note from his neighbor that they wanted to talk about the music that he's been playing. So he thought it was a noise complaint, but it was actually the opposite. They wanted him to turn it up so they could hear it better. <laughs> Their note said, hey man, you got great, great taste. Can you turn that music up when you're playing it? That's pretty neat. Yeah. All right, let's do one more. Number one. A cop in California did CPR on a baby at an In-N-Out drive-thru and saved its life. It was neither breathing or moving when Officer Garcia ran over from across the street. He found the baby and the family outside in panic. The patrol officer took the baby and began performing CPR. We are thankful to report the baby is home and is safe now. It's crazy. That's what it's all about. That was the Good News Countdown. It is time now to go over and open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. So my sister and I were raised since we were toddlers by our stepfather, an incredible caring parent who is still in our lives and is as much a father 
now as he was in the very beginning. Recently, our bio dad, who left our family when we were tiny, like before kindergarten, has resurfaced, contacting my sister on Facebook. He claims he's interested in reconnecting. My sister is thrilled, but frankly, I have no desire to ever meet him. In my eyes, my mother's current husband is my father, plain and simple. My sister keeps pushing it and intends to go through with meeting him no matter what. She's upset that I won't budge, and I'm completely frustrated that she won't leave me alone about it. She's calling me selfish for at least not being there for her as emotional support. Am I out of line? If my sister wants to reconnect, that's fine. But I'm just not there. Who's right? Signed, Kate. Well, there is no right and wrong. There's not. This is all personal feelings. And my sister, my biological sister, has a relationship with my biological father who I don't know. And that's only happened in the past, I don't know, five, seven, ten years in that span of time. Where and I had no interest because I did not have a relationship with him, and I was like, you know what, I'm good. But I don't fault her for that. I think that's great. I think as many positive relationships as you can have in your life that actually make you better or make you feel better, that's a plus. Go for that. Well, your sister's also not calling you selfish for not. Absolutely, she's not. Yeah. But I, but I, I think it's great that my sister went after that, and so, and I'm glad that they have a relationship. I don't. And we navigate that. And at times it can become a little touchy, but mostly it's, it's, it's been really good because it's been really good for her. Um, I would just say, Kate, understand that your sister probably, she's, she's reacting in a way where you seem like she's being you know, angry and upset with you because she's probably just um, needing a little support, probably feeling a little uneasy about it. It's something that's probably pretty uncomfortable, that, but she wants to do it because she... You know, so I don't. This is a highly emotional scenario. Absolutely. And when you're highly emotional, emotions come out in all different ways. You may be sad and it comes out angry. Yeah. Sometimes Amy laughs and she's actually really sad. It's a weird combination of what emotions will do to you when you're extremely emotional. It happens. I would say, you know, be there for your sister. I don't think you need to meet him, but you can support her in doing it. Yeah. And there, yes, no one's right. Like Bobby said, there's no right or wrong here, but I think. Being there for your sister will will feel good, not only for her, but for you in the long run, especially if y'all have a good relationship. And then you're, you need to tell her this is going to happen in your own time. You may change your mind yes. one day and open up, but the, it's your journey and she needs to also respect that. And you just have to be patient. And when you're ready, maybe you'll be open to that, which my hope is that you would be one day, but that's up to you. And I went and met my biological father. Yeah. It took me time to do that. And I've chosen to not have a close relationship with him now. But you could tell your sister, hey, if you go and it's cool for you, that'll actually help me get there. I mean, that's a way to also punt for a minute. Yeah. Like, keep me out of it for now because I'm not comfortable here. But if you go and have a great relationship, maybe that is warm to me. And then I will pursue that and have her go be your fullback. And so let her do the work. And then if it works out, it's easier for you to do it later. My assumption is that Kate is nervous about it. And again, she's probably angry and because I just say that coming from someone who had the same experience. Yeah. I think one day, Kate, you'll want to meet him, especially if it's a good experience for your sister. I don't think he ever has to be your dad, dad, though. Right. It doesn't make like you. Mm-hmm. Your he doesn't dad come right back your, in and be number one. A yeah. again. If your stepdad is that role for you, that is totally fine. Your dad doesn't have to come in and he may not even be trying to replace all that has been built between you and your stepdad. But after all these years, maybe he's trying to make some repairs and you might give him the opportunity. There might be some real healing and a beautiful thing can blossom. And wouldn't you want someone to give you a chance to repair, Kate? If yeah. you screwed up, 
Yeah, because... I'm answering for her. But yes. Amy's now Kate. <laughs> I mean, really. No, I, you but know. yes, I think that we all want that opportunity for repair eventually. And some for some people, the, the, the realization that a repair needs to take place might take 20 years. I mean, I think I've had significant repairs with that situation. Mm-hmm. And at least I acknowledged it. I pursued seeing my biological father again. If I saw him today, we wouldn't be angry. We would actually talk, which forever wouldn't have happened. I've just been like, I'm out. Peace, deuces. Uh, it'd be fine. I've seen him a couple times. Not as like hanging out, but I've run into him. My grandmother's funeral. Um, I've seen him around, you know, and it's like, hey, how's it going? But I think there's been big repair for me just not to hate him. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what you have right now, Kate. You just have a hate that, that you sh- hopefully don't have for a long time. Send your sister in as a canary in the coal mine yeah. and see how it goes. <laughs> All right, Kate. Thanks for the email. That's a pretty serious one. We appreciate that. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. If you want to email us, Morgan, what do they do? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. Here's a voicemail from Christina in Virginia. Morning, studio. I was wondering, whatever happened to Lunchbox acting classes that he was taking? Is he still taking them? Did he get promoted? We all want to know. That's a good question because you were paying. Yes. To take an acting class. Yes, and it was all online. Now, and so I'm still doing it, still doing it. Uh, I haven't gone in person yet, so I'm hoping October is when I'm going to be able to go in person for the first time because that's when they're going to open up the facility is what they said. What's the facility like? I, I don't know. I've never been. And so I'm just excited to actually do in-person acting. But if you guys want me to, I can bring you some audio. I got some good audio of me acting. I'm getting better. Why don't you get real good? And then, then we want to hear the drastic Ooh, difference. Yeah. 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 It's like if someone's on like a physical fitness journey. I don't need to see a picture of you two pounds different. <laughs> okay. Like how good do you want me? Like Tom Hanks good? That's going to take a couple years. Oh, that's all? Yeah. <laughs> couple of years. Uh, this is cool, though. I'm glad he's found something that he's sticking with. Me too. You're stretching with. out. Yeah. You're getting yeah. out there. Spreading my wings. I thought you said they were going to bump you up a level. Well, yeah. I haven't got bumped up yet. What are you waiting on? Uh, you know, checked cash? No, no, my check cashes. Don't yeah. worry. I mean, it's a direct, it's a credit card thing. They have it on retainer. Uh, I, I just have to get, I have to pass the levels, I guess. I guess I, they, she doesn't think I'm uh, good enough yet. Why do you do fingers good enough? <laughs> well, because like, that's what, you know, I guess that's her terminology. I'm not good enough to move up to the upper level. Do you think you're good enough? I think I'm pretty darn good. What's the last script you read? We did, what did we do? We did Dawson's Creek. Oh, who did you play? Did you get like Pacey or Dawson? I was um, Joshua Jackson, whoever he, that he guy was. Pacey. Oh, I was Pacey, K- that's his name. Wow, Canoe you were. Renter 3. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was Pacey. And, I, and, and it was uh, one of those ones where, uh, what's the girl's name? Katie Holmes. Joey. Joey, she's leaving. I mean, so I've heard. I've, I, I, so you know, you know, you know the know one where Joey's, yeah, yeah, so I've heard. Joey's leaving yeah. and like he, want, she's like, he was like, what do you want me to do? Beg you to stay? Oh, it was my line. It was really emotional. That's what you said? What do you want me to do? No, no, that's what I'm saying. Would your wife let you, if you were acting and you needed a kissing scene in this class, would she let you kiss another woman? Oh, 100%. 100%. It's part of the job. Part of the job. But you're not getting paid and it's a class. It's just taking a class. Yeah, but it's, I mean. But he has to practice it. Yeah, I got to practice my my makeout scenes Mm -hmm. because you got to, you got to look real on camera. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, yes, my wife would let me. And what's the goal? The overall goal, is it for you to just do something new and kind of stretch yourself a little bit, which I like? I mean, or is it to move to Hollywood? And Well, I mean, I would like to move to Hollywood, but it's going to take small <laughs> steps. <laughs> Actually, that's just one big step. That's not a, mo- that's not a small no, step. It's like you go and you risk no, it all no, and you no, put no, it because no, like, What happens is you get like in a commercial and someone sees you, boom, in a movie, and then you're, boom, blown up. 
A lot of booms there. A lot yeah. of booms. You got a, a boom. Booms. It's like yada, yada, yada. <laughs> so the yada. ultimate goal now for your life is to be a... Actor. More than this, more than a podcast. Yeah, you want to be oh, an actor. More than this, yeah. This is just a stepping stone. Okay. I mean, this is here until... I mean, this is my fallback. <laughs> so you're done with the challenge and all that, right? The- well, Real here's world? the problem with the challenge is I'm I'm too old. That's I don't a know show, if, they, right? if they'll put me on. That's I, I'm I don't know how to get on that anymore. They're taking people from other. What I have to do is get on another reality show, mm-hmm. and then they're taking people from other reality shows and putting them on the challenge. That's true. Yes. What other reality show could you get on? Uh, something called The Circle. There's one guy oh, on Ed Netflix. Ed on yeah. the from The Circle, and then there's they're taking people from like Survivor. Uh, Spain. Well, you've uh, always wanted to do Amazing Race. I wonder if I could get on the challenge. Winning Dancing with the Stars, being on American Idol. Oh, my Stop. gosh. Lunchbox would kill you. Stop. Would that really Stop. make you mad? I don't oh even know what it is. I, I would be irate. <laughs> like, it, like, like that would, you know, like how they say there's a fracture in relationships? That would be a fracture in the relationship. But I don't, you would, would you quit the show? I'm probably mad to quit the show. You can't. What? It's a show. <laughs> I don't it, understand. I don't, why? It would be... That has been my lifelong dream to be on Real World and then the challenge. And if you just walked into the challenge, oh my God. I don't even know what the challenge is, but now I'm interested. <laughs> I may go try to be on the challenge because it sounds, sounds fun. You make it sound it's like it's fun. incredible. You live in a house in like a foreign country. I think they're in Greece. Oh, I couldn't. I mean, I have this show, but. but Oh, man. For a million dollars? Ooh, and you do physical challenges. <laughs> you vote people off and then you go down and into eliminations. But you'd be out early because you're a rookie. That's the problem. Yeah, that's what they said about Dancing with the Stars too. Boys. Yeah. No, but you, okay. you don't want. But you don't want to see CT in an elimination. That's the problem. I don't know. Right now, you're talking yeah. foreign language. <laughs> talking about. Anyway, good luck with person. your acting career. Thank you. To be or not to be. Okay. That is the question. When do you think you'll be moving to LA? If you had to guess. <laughs> Probably next year, year and a half. 2022. <laughs> yeah. You think you're off to LA? Yeah. You heard it here first. Breaking news. <laughs> wow. In 2022, Lunchbox is moving to L.A. to pursue his acting career. Yeah. I mean, you do I, have a Steve Buscemi quality about you. That I could be in anything? Because he's in a lot of movies. You could play that peculiar guy. Don't know what that means. Peculiar. Yeah. I right. mean, it's neat. Yeah, it means neat. It means you're a neat fella. <laughs> Sweet. Latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Scotty McCreary said he finally feels like he's hitting his stride as a songwriter and performer on his new album, Same Truck. Definitely have a newfound confidence that I probably have never had in my career as far as just getting on the road, writing songs. Uh, I feel like I got a better grasp on what I want to say and how I want to say it. Carly Pierce said that her newly released album, 29 Written in Stone, represents the stages of grief she was experiencing. As I look at these 15 songs that I wrote, I feel like you can very much hear the different stages of kind of where I was at each moment and ultimately seeing that I got out on the other side better. Maren Morris got three nominations for the CMA Awards and she talked about being nominated for Female Vocalist of the Year. The giants that have left footprints from that category are huge and um, having won the award last year for Female Vocalist was so emotional and such a shock. Um, I am just always floored. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. We recently told you about Wyatt Dennis, who is running a free lemonade stand near Sturgis, South Dakota. 
The motorcycle-loving eight-year-old did not charge for drinks, but happily accepted donations. And during the big motorcycle rally, he got a lot of donations. But he wasn't bringing money for himself to buy toys. He had planned to save half of his earnings from college and donate 30% to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. And true to his word, this is a follow-up, he just wrote a check for that 30% for $32,600. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) What? Amazing. That's crazy. Business was so good, he said. He's going to do it again next summer. Wow. He's like, I got bigger than... So he made about $70,000 for college. Yeah. And sent a check for $32,000 to St. Jude. Wow. We're going to need an update for college, Bones. <laughs> Where he goes, Whenever, if he yeah, goes. All that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, shout out, kid. Look at that. He made a business decision. He could have kept the money for himself. But he's for like, sure. He's like, I'm going to use this and not keep the money, but I can make more money for later. Uh, that's awesome, man. I don't know that I would have the willpower no, to do no, that. No, no chance. Not, not at that age. That's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. We're about to talk to Jamison Rogers. You may know him for his number one song, Some Girls. And he's got a top five song right now with Luke Combs called Cold Beer Callin' My Name. Cold Beer Callin' My Name. Really good. Great songwriter, and he's got a new record that's out. And here he is now. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Jameson Rogers. He's got a new record out. He's here with us now. Jameson, what's up, buddy? Oh, man, not too much. How about yourself? I'm good. I saw you got married. I did, man. Married man. It feels... Still feel weird weird on the on the finger, man. Me, I got married like two months ago, and I got one of these too. I forgot, <laughs> I forgot it the other day, and I go out and we're having dinner, and I was like, oh, I forgot my wedding ring because I'm not like you. I'm not used to wearing a ring at all, and yeah. um, I'm like, yeah, nobody will notice. And the waitress comes up and goes, oh, is this your boyfriend talking about me? And my wife was like, yeah, huh? That's exactly what happened. So my advice <laughs> to you is, don't forget that ring at least for a while. Are you? I know. St- I- I literally walked out of the house without it this morning and I got like a mile down the road and I was like, nah, I know Bobby's probably going to ask me about getting <laughs> married. So if I don't have my wedding ring on, it's going to be bad a week, a week <laughs> after the wedding. Hey, tell me about how you guys met at the Bluebird. Is that true? Yes, sir. We met, uh, it was like a songwriting workshop there in 2011. Um, yeah, we were just there to kind of meet other writers and, you know, it was one of those where publishers would come in and we'd get to play our songs that we'd written for them. And, um, I, I kind of, you know, had a, I had a crush on her immediately, but it took a few years for the stars to line up. Did you write your own vows since you are a, a, a prolific writer? We did. We did. We wrote our own vows, but we, we shared them to each other in private. It wasn't part of the, the ceremony. Mm, interesting. Yeah. I feel like I could say that about, because Caitlin and I did vows to each other in Mandarin before the ceremony that you guys <laughs> didn't get to. Oh. So you can just say that and nobody knows the difference. It was a, it was a really special moment between us that we, we did Rosetta Stone. It was the whole thing. Yeah, Jameson yeah. did something similar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so what's, what's up with the honeymoon? Man, we did a little mini moon. Uh, we had a house in out in Franklin. I know it's not as it's not as sexy as a normal honeymoon, but the the schedule and touring schedule is so crazy right now. We're not going to get to do the real honeymoon until the end of October. We're going to go down to Mexico and and uh, do that whole deal. I've never been to Mexico. I'm going to ask you a couple more questions about your wedding, and I'll move on because we, <laughs> we have real business to take care of here about his new record that's out. But when it comes to your wedding band and music, since you are a singer, do you get up and sing at all? Nah, we didn't. We we just had a DJ, classic DJ, easy. 
uh, probably the cheapest option and, <laughs> you know, no one has to get up and, and sing and, and do all that stuff. I mean, you got hits. Are you rich yet? I mean, you say cheap. <laughs> I just like, uh, I, I would think that you, you're not trying to, you know, trim every corner here. This is Jameson Rogers we're talking about. I think you got a little coin in your pocket, huh? Man, you know, I definitely don't have that Luke Combs money yet. But, uh. <laughs> All right, last question, last question. Uh, coolest wedding gift you've gotten from another artist? Uh, a boat. Wait, a what? Boat? Hardy, wow. Yeah, Hardy and uh, my buddy Hunter Phelps, two of my oldest buddies in town, got me and Sarah. Uh, it's like a John boat. <laughs> and they named it Sarah Jean, which is Sarah's nickname. And uh yeah, they they wow. surprised us with it at a dinner not too long ago. It was, it was really cool. Wow, that's insane! I was gonna brag that Keith Urban sent me sheets, and then he got <laughs> he hits a boat. Dang, I need friends like that. All right, uh, Jamison Rogers is on with us right now. He's got a new record. It came out Friday, so it's only been out a couple of days. He got plenty of time to hop on here. It is called "Betcha from a Small Town." You are from a small town in Mississippi. Um, you, you picked this is because it's one of the songs on the record too. Why did you pick this song to kind of you know, uh, put the whole record under. Yeah. You know, it was, um, just looking through the, through the titles on the record, you know, I always wanted to name it. And, you know, that's, that's just the classic. You grow up listening to records and, and people name it after their favorite song kind of on the record and bet you from a small town is definitely pr- one of my favorite songs on the record, if not my favorite. And, um, I can't I think it just kind of describes, you know, me, it's the most personal song for me on the record. And it just kind of, you know, it's kind of a, picture for the whole album as a, as a whole. I feel like your live shows, just to get onto your live music, because you have the cold beer column Monday, you know that one? Yeah. And then he's got beers on. It's it, it, it's a lot of beer stuff here. Do you have to get drunk at every show or do you, can you fake it? Like you're just like, I can't drink any more beer. I'm just going to put some water in this cup. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I pretty much have to get drunk at every show. You know? <laughs> <laughs> your wife is opening some of the, the dates for you. Do you have to pay her or does that go into the company pot? <laughs> somebody was, somebody uh, was making a joke on that the other day. They were like, man, Jameson's having Sarah out. He's double dipping the check on that, on those shows. Um, but no, yeah, I definitely pay her. She, she definitely deserves to get paid to, to play a show. You know, let me play a little bit of one day. This is uh track one on Jameson's new record here. One day I'm gonna quit drinking these cold beers One day me and this truck quit riding roads round here One day I'm gonna give up barstools and neon lights One day I'll get over you, one day I'm gonna die Come on, why'd you put that? I'm always interested in why you put a song first on a record You got 15 songs here, why one day? Why is it the first track? Man, you know, I've, I've, I've loved that one. That's one of the oldest songs of the new batch. So this is all like, it's weird. This, this project has been like two and a half years in the making. And that one has just been like the, the most recent uh, song that I've just play in my truck constantly. And so I just wanted to lead the record off with, you know, a, one of my favorite songs. And I just think it's one of the best songs on the record. Um, you know, kind of set the tone uh, out of the gate, you know, there's always a song. I say always, most times there's a song that barely makes the record last minute because you just heard it. And you're like, I ran into the studio at 11 59 PM and we got it pressed. Right. What was that song on this record? Uh, let me think. Probably, um, a song called Girl with the Broken Heart. I think it's the 
you know, the newest song I've written since I've recorded all these songs. It was kind of, we wrote it uh, a few weeks before we were going in the studio and it just kind of beat out another song probably. And, and uh, I, w- I won't name that song. It might hurt some songwriters feelings, but um, yeah, it snuck, it snuck its way on there. Here it is. Here's girl with a broken heart. See, you got to make that story a little more dramatic, especially if it's ever a single, Jameson. You got to be like, you know what? <laughs> the record was coming out the next day. It was already in stores. And we rushed and we took them all off the shelves. <laughs> we told we told the streaming services, pull it down. We got one more song to add and this is it. You got to like amplify that a little bit. <laughs> I'm a bad liar, man. I'm a bad, but I'll work on it. I'll work on it. Hey, he's got a new record out. It is out now. It came out this weekend. It's called Bet You're From a Small Town. Um, the thing about Jameson, he's such a good songwriter. I think sometimes that gets lost in how good of a singer you also are. But you wrote on 14 of 15 of these songs. The one you didn't write, like, what? which one was that? And why was that one the one? Yeah, you know, it was actually my first single, uh, Some Girl. That's it was, right. uh, you know, it was kind of ironic that, I don't know, you moved to town and to write songs and then your first single as an artist you didn't write. But listen, it's all my some of my favorite artists ever, you know, didn't have to write their own songs. You know what I mean? I, I think the, the songwriters are kind of... Uh, taken for granted a little bit here in town and and uh it, it's foolish for me to think that i can write better songs than all these amazing writers here in, in town so anyway long story short i'd heard that song my buddies hardy jake mitchell and cj solar had written that song many years ago and when we were coming up together you know we used to share demos with each other before any of us had anything going on and i just always told those guys if, if nobody ever cut that song i would i would love to have it one day and it, it fell through the cracks for me Jameson Rogers got a new record out, came out Friday, so it's been out a few days. You guys go check it out. It's it is robust in songs. I mean, fifteen songs, my friend. That's a lot. That that's almost like Kanye Donda putting up twenty seven <laughs> tracks. Like it's like here I am. Here's a lot of songs. Like what? I'll end on that. Fifteen songs. That's a lot. What what are you thinking there? Well, you know what? I mean, it, it, like I said earlier, it's been like a two and a half year process of making this album. Um, started recording these songs like before I even actually signed my record deal. And so, um, I don't know, we just kind of piled up all these songs and I keep, you know, as a, as a songwriter, you keep writing songs, you know, better songs as the, as the years go by. And so we just kept writing songs that needed to make the album. And, and, um, yeah, it's, I'm just proud to, to have the, the 15 songs to put on a record. You're from Batesville, Mississippi. Is there anybody else famous from Batesville, Mississippi? Uh, no, I don't. It was, it was, a, it's been a few NFL football players, but nobody like crazy famous. I mean, um, are you the most famous person to come out of Batesville, Mississippi, in your opinion? <laughs> no, definitely not. Because I don't consider myself famous. Okay. What this guy? Uh, it is a, an awkward question. Okay. Are you the most well known person to come out of Batesville? That, I don't think it's awkward. When you go to Mountain Pine, Arkansas, population 772, that's where I'm from, there's a sign that says, welcome to the boyhood home of Mountain Pine. So does Jameson have a sign that's, in Tibatesville? That's where I'm getting, I'm, I'm walking that, walking down that path. Gotcha. Jameson, ah. we got to get you a sign, right? Is that what you're demanding? Who's the Definitely. mayor? We'll call him. Who's the mayor of Batesville? 
<laughs> I'm gonna call. I'm gonna text him today and, and say it. that needs to happen by the end of the year. Okay. I uh, about to go number one with Colbert calling my name. Uh, Jameson, congratulations. He's out on the road. Um, I mean, you're up till the end of December. I mean, I just see you added a new show in Nashville. You're blowing up so big. A second Nashville show got added because yeah, he's very famous. Mm. <laughs> That's right. He may, and, and you know what? He hasn't lost touch with who he is, Amy, because he hired a DJ because that saved money. I can tell. That's what's great about our stars these days. <laughs> like, they, they're staying true to who they are, no matter how rich they are, mm-hmm. how rich and popular. <laughs> I love how people are going to think I'm actually rich after this interview. I'm, I'm certainly not. All right, Jameson Rogers, good to talk to you, bud, and good luck, and I'm sure I'll see you soon. Yeah, man. Thanks All for right. having me. See you, buddy. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So a TikTok video has sparked a debate when eating out. So when you're done with your meal, do you stack your plates up for no, the no, waiter? No, no, never. Or... Don't okay. do that. Okay. As a former waiter, don't. No, never. Well, I figured you would know because you waited tables for a long time. So, like, what's the proper etiquette? Nothing. Just leave, leave it? everything. Yeah, yeah. let them okay, decide. But, if they want to stack them, they will. Okay, but talk to the people that think they're helping by stacking. Well, they think they're helping because they didn't see them stacked later. Um, I had never wanted mine stacked. <laughs> stacking. Because then the food gets you on the bottom Sure, or what? and then you take it into the dishwasher and they're like, no, I gotta, it's just food everywhere. Mm. Okay. Just generally speaking for me, leave it. I don't even want you, don't put your napkin in it either. Because then someone's got to fish that out. Oh, See, hey, what about when I'm they come helping. around and you give them the plate? Like, oh, you that's collect a, That's okay one. sometimes because they're trying to reach over stuff. Yes. And if they're like, hey, let me get that plate, you can do that. What I wouldn't do is reach to take the plate from them when they're putting it on the table. Because it could be hot? Because they could think maybe you have it and you decide you don't want to and the, it hits. So it just stops the, any sort of confusion. That's good stuff. But if they're like reaching over to pick stuff up, it's okay to go, here, let me help you out. But I would just leave stuff and let the waiter grab the stuff out. Every waiter is different. I never want a plate stack because I was scared they were going to fall off too. Like if I, I, I carried a stack that was stacked by somebody else, how am I to know they're stacked right? <laughs> okay, that's a good point. So that that's this is helpful tips for people dining out. I settled it. Close that trend down on TikTok. It's been settled. Let them know. (laughs) Okay. I know that we're just in pumpkin spice. We're in fall season, but I'm going to go ahead and skip to the holidays because the holiday candy lineup for this year has been unveiled from Hershey's and they have a Reese's peanut brittle coming out and gingerbread Kit Kats. Reese's peanut brittle. Yeah. Not a big brittle fan. It looks like it. But sometimes when I eat it, I like, I'm like, I like brittle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I never go and get brittle on purpose. I kind of just eat brittle if it's there and I'm like, what? Let me just eat it. Oh, yeah. That's me every time. (laughs) I'm going to buy this one on purpose. And then also they're coming out with a new vanilla Whopper called Snowballs. Like a a, a BK? No, no, no. The chocolate Whopper. The Whopper. That'd be the weirdest hamburger ever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Can I get some fries and a vanilla Whopper? Yeah, uh, okay. little snowballs. It'll be so cute. I can't wait for this holiday candy. And then did you know Garth Brooks has a master's degree? Anybody? Wow, hmm. no, I didn't know that. I didn't. In what? Being yeah. awesome? Well, listen, he's <laughs> he's one of the biggest selling country music artists of all time, and he's one of the top 10 most educated country music people, according to College Census, because in 2011, he got his master's degree from Oklahoma State University. He went and got his MBA because I guess he didn't have enough going on. And he's probably in that retirement phase of his life, too, right? What year? In 2011. Yeah, he was retired then. Yeah. Before he came back. But... He, no, but don't worry. Like, it's not like he walked into class and sat down next to people and was like, hey, I mean, because would you freak out? I would, but he did it online. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kaylin never rubs in her master's to me, but sometimes I'll be in an argument with her. And I don't think she's ever brought up like, hey, I have a master's and you don't ever. Not one time. But I'll go, OK, I get it. You have a master's. And I, and I end the argument myself. 
Yeah. <laughs> a smart. It's your way. Yeah. Well, it's not my way. It's like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm like, and I don't want to argue. You're smarter than I am, and you're more educated. So, I get it. You have a master's. <laughs> and then she's like, I don't ever say that. I'm like, oh, but I know. Trust me. First in her class, by the way, when she got her master's. Oh, wow. I know. It so you sucks. should add that to your. I mean, I get it. I know you were first in your class. Yeah, I get it. First in your class, you got a master's. <laughs> All right, what else? I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So there's a couple in Florida, Donna and Gary, and Donna got COVID. She had to go to the hospital and ended up in ICU for 10 days. And Gary wasn't allowed inside to see her, but he still wanted to show up for her. So he did so in the parking lot and he stood outside for 10 days or probably sat a little bit here and there, but he had a sign that said, I love you. And he told everyone she's worth it. And I just want her to know that I'm rooting for her because she was obviously having a rough go, but that helped her get through it. Now she's out of the hospital. She said she has a new look on life and they plan to work less and spend more time with family. I wonder if he would like strategically pick when she would take a nap and then take a break yeah, himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Time it out. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go. But if she ever went and looked and, or, and he wasn't there, that's disappointing. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, I gotta pee. I'm gonna run away real quick. That's a great story. <laughs> that's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Eddie brought up an interesting topic. It, should Hangman the game still be played? Oh. Think about Hangman. It's a great game. You, you put the little letters down there. And you have the hanging, the gallow, and then every letter you miss, you draw a guy who gets hung. Correct. I mean, that's so old school, I haven't thought about it. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty insensitive game, though. Totally. Yeah. We were playing it the other night, and I was thinking, this is so much fun. And then I look at the paper, and I just drew a dude hanging. I'm like, this isn't good. We and should stop doing this. I don't want to be woke guy who's like, we shouldn't play hangman because who loses? But it's a weird game to play, huh? Yeah. It's- Maybe you could think of something else to hang. Right. Well, we don't have to hang well, you don't anything. Have to hang- <laughs> <laughs> okay. Something- you, can- well, you could hang a thing of bananas. Yeah, but they have to okay. draw them out. To- okay. <laughs> just something to think about. Okay. Huh. And you guys can, you know, leave us a voicemail about it or call us. And I think most people are going to go, don't be ridiculous, as will I, because it's an easy game. But it is a weird game yeah. to play where you the, the goal of the game is to draw a guy hanging, dying. Look, and you only, I think the, the whole thing is you have six guesses, Two, really. Three, four, five, six, yeah. Right? Six guesses. Mm-hmm. So you can come up with anything, but we decided to do a man hanging. So, and we did this, we were doing this in public, and like, the waitress, the waitress came by and she said, "Ooh, that's fun. Ooh, but hangman." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought about that too. We should probably stop playing that here." <laughs> you get canceled for playing a game we played when we were six. Right, I know, Mike. While we do the corny, will you look up and see the the origin of the game Hangman? It had to be from yeah, maybe old school. Had to have been. Okay, let's go over to Amy and get in the morning corny. The Morning Corny. How do vampires invest their money? How do vampires invest their money? Cryptocurrency. Oh, it's just another miss. Isn't that good? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's okay. Is it crypt? The, like crypt. Tales from the yeah. Crypt, the Crypt Keeper. Cryptocurrency. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a miss. Why? Hey, it's going to be a no for me, dog. All right, <laughs> <laughs> Randy. Randy. <laughs> You want another one? I think you got to make that up. Okay. What's the difference between a jeweler and a jailer? What's the difference between a jeweler and a jailer? A jeweler sells watches, and a jailer watches sells. 
<laughs> what? Stop. Stop, stop, stop. What is that That's going to be a no for me, dog. <laughs> Why did the mechanic have a disappointing fashion show? Why did the mechanic have a disappointing fashion show? There was no time to change a tire. To change a tire. Oh, a tire. You know what? I'll give her that okay. one. Okay, all right. All right. I'll give her that one. There you go. That was the morning corny. What's, you, you've been doing this segment for years at this point. I know, because I run out. Yeah. What What's orange and sounds like a parrot? What's orange and sounds like a, a carrot? A parrot. What sounds like a parrot? Yeah, a carrot. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I just. Oh, you just saw. He just figured it out. Okay. What has? Okay, more? this is not a stone routine. <laughs> Save them. Hey, Mike, did you figure out the origin of Hangman the game and why that became such? That everybody played it. It's there's not really a set origin about it. Just something that came up in the 17th century with prisoners. Well, there you oh, go. Oh well, yeah. They, if you didn't win, you get hung. They saw their buddy get hanged. Like, hey, let's yeah. play this game. <laughs> All right. How many letters? Okay. Well. That is, it is creepy, huh? Yeah, we should yeah, stop doing it. Kind of creepy. Sometimes a segment is sent to me, and it is so bad, and that we would never do it, that we feature it in rejected segments. Let's go. Rejected segment. Oh. And I really want to spend it on one segment, because I would never do this segment. And it comes from Lunchbox. What? Lunchbox sent me a segment. I'd like to read it to you guys. Uh, Mostly, he's like, I have an idea for a segment. Okay. Lunchbox would like to catfish Amy or Abby the phone screener. Oh. Like, that's his bit. <laughs> no. That's so rude. Wait, and because wrong of the dating and, app? Thing? Yes. yes. Abby, our phone screener, was like, she's like, I go on first dates with people I meet on apps, and then I never talk to them again. They just don't want to go on second dates with me. She opened up to us about yes. that, and now he wants to mess with her. <laughs> no. Hold yes. on, hold on, hold on. You, listen to what I said. It's and, a, and so I said, Abby, are you just kind of dumping everything out? She goes, sometimes we go on a first date, it's three hours long. And I'm like, wait, let's, let's pull that back a bit. Let's not reveal so much early on. You could be scaring guys off. And so Lunchbox writes, hear me out on this, quote, you gave her instructions to pump the brakes on spilling everything about her life when she first meets a guy. Abby said she always gets rejected after a first date before a second date. I want to set up a fake profile and catfish her to see how she's doing with her new instructions. A, we then bring her on and say, any new guys in your life? Hmm. So then she talks about this amazing guy and how great he is. Hmm. We drag it out for a few weeks and then we set up a date. Hmm. When Abby shows up at the place, it will be lunchbox. We get audio of her reaction. Are we okay with doing this? No. I mean, that is so good, oh guys. Tell me that is not a home run idea. Pretty that good. would be so. That's terrible. That's like people. Oh. people that's so wrong. That's so wrong. Like, oh. no, going to make her really fall in love I with know. somebody online or really like somebody? No, it's seeing how she's doing it. Like you get instructions from the teacher and to see if you follow those instructions. So you go and you have a real life case study. That would have been perfect. He clearly has not seen clickbait. You clearly have not been around anyone who's been taken advantage of. Yeah. By someone fake. Making Man, as a catfish. You guys need to have some fun with people. And that would have been fun. <laughs> Abby would have learned something. We would have all oh got some gosh. great what? entertainment. Abby, what do you think about it? I'm saying no to this, obviously, because I'm revealing on the air what the segment was. Yeah, yeah no, I think that's terrible. And I mean. already have bad luck. Why would you want to add this to it? <laughs> like, I've not had good luck in the future, and now. What would you do, Abby, if you found a guy you really liked and... and- we asked you on the air, and you're like, "We're going on a date," and you go, and it was all set up by us. Oh my, that would be—I'd be really mad. <laughs> and probably <laughs> feel betrayed. Let him do that. Yes. 
Not so, cool. So we are not letting you catfish one of our staff members here. Oh, gosh, oh thank you. man. I'm not letting that happen. Morgan, let's go to you. You have a boyfriend now, I'm assuming, still together? Yeah, we're still together. But recently, as the last year, you were dating online. How would you feel about if we did this segment? No, I would be so mad. Like... I have talked to guys online before and they didn't turn out to be a certain guy and just that and I never met up with them. So if I met up with somebody and that happened, I would be furious. Like I probably would quit. The show? Yeah. Yeah. I would probably be like, yeah, I'm out. I tap out. I just, I think it's a very personal, mean thing to do. Guys, it was a learning experience for her. A, be careful who you're talking to online. B, we find out if she's following the instructions Bobby gave her. And C, we get great laughter when she shows up and she's like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, I'm George. <laughs> That's the name you'd go with, George. I don't know. Just the name that popped in my head right now. I couldn't think of a cool name. Okay, if I would have said, hey, Lunchbox wants to do this segment, but we've been off the air and I was really asking your advice, what would you have said? No. Dang. I, I, entertainment value is very high. But so. what would you have said? Yes. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Thank you for being honest. Okay. Being wow. Honest. Well, That's what let, I'm talking about. I'm going to up my no with the if you decided to move forward with it, I would have trouble being here oh, for the stop. show. No, it's true. Like, that's you so quit, wrong. So you would quit I know. Too. You I would said quit. I would have I mean, trouble. Yeah, I did, yeah. No, stop. I didn't say I'd quit. I would have trouble and I would be very disappointed in Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, that, but you're not because I would never do that. Morgan, if, again, off the air, if I pitch this to you. Yeah, no. 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 Ray? Uh, yeah, it'll end friendships. So it starts, it's all fun and games, but at the very end of it, I mean, there would be people in this room that are not friends anymore. So you yeah. would say, no. Okay. Why would you do that? Scuba? <laughs> He's laughing. He likes it. <laughs> well, I, I personally loved it. We, we talked about it. Um, but but I think on the personal side of it, the human side of it is wrong. But for for a show, I'm all about, you, th- you do whatever for the show. I would say for the show, yes. <gasps> yeah. 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 That's just me. I'm a morning guy. You do whatever it takes to make a great show. But to Abby, to Fragile Abby. Yeah, Abby personally, it's wrong. But for the show, heck yes. You would have said yes? Okay. Oh, yeah. Just just wonder what everybody thought about it. Yeah. Man. You would have been voted out anyway, but it would have been four to two. Wait, how long would this have gone on? Three weeks he wanted. Three weeks? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. She would definitely fall in love. A lot of chatting there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would have. But your wife would have been like, what are you doing? I'm over here catfishing Abby. Hold on. I got to take a picture of this. I mean, what? A picture of what? Yeah, exactly. Um, Okay, we're not doing the bit. That was Rejected Segments. We're about to have Jimmy Allen on, who you may know from his number one song's Best Shot. Make Me Want To. His current song is him and Brad Paisley, Freedom Was a Highway. He's also nominated for the CMA New Artist of the Year. It's uh, 2021 CMA. So he's on tonight on Dancing with the Stars. Here he is, Jimmy Allen. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Jimmy Allen. Big night tonight because Jimmy will be dancing on Dancing with the Stars live in front of millions of people. Jimmy, how you feeling? Dude, I'm uh, I'm a nervous wreck right now. Yeah, it's pretty nerve-wracking to go and have to do something that you've never really trained at until the last couple of weeks, but in front of millions of people, right? Yes. Because it's, 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 the crazy thing is, you know, you're sitting here in this dance studio, and I'm like, man, I got this thing. I'm ready. Then I'm like, no, I'm not ready. Look at this thing. But then the other half of it is like, you know what? If I feel pretty decent right now watching, you know, me and my partner do it in the mirror, 
it's going to look really cool when the lights are dim, get some spotlights, some effects. So maybe my mistakes won't be as visual. Oh, they will. They no, no, they will. Just, just, just know they will, and the judges will see every single one of them. But uh, we can't do it in the pitch black. Are you excited to do it? Like it's it's game time. You've been training for a couple of weeks now. Like, are you pumped yeah. to actually get to do it? Dude, I am excited, man. You know, I've. Uh, uh, you know, I was like, this is fun, and it's something different, something I've never done before. You know what I mean? Uh, and you know, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to bring that mirror ball back to Nashville, bro. You know, there he are it, there are three other Nashville winners that I can think of: Ke- uh, Pickler. Yep. Uh, I want it. Caitlin Bristow won it. She lives oh, yeah. in Nashville. I think. Uh, can we think of any others, Jimmy? Uh, I don't. Nashville. Yeah, I don't. I think that's it. But you could be the fourth. Dude, I know, and I'm about, and I'm be, I'll be the second dude I think from Delaware to do it because Chuck Wicks did it years ago back when people were still watching VHSs. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever, I mean, what's funny about Jimmy Allen is when he was walking in, they they had to conceal the identities of everybody, and you they wore a face mask and they had their masks under the face mask, and everyone was speculating that Jimmy was an NFL player because he's so ripped. Like, were you laughing out loud at that? They thought you were some linebacker. Yeah, I was laughing because at first the the lady, I think she worked for TMZ or something. She was like, "Matt James, Matt James," and half of me, I, she was like, "Uh, how's Rachel doing? Is she here?" I was about to turn around and yell, "Hey, Rachel's pregnant!" Oh wow! Oh, and like, because Matt James is the guy from The Bachelor. From the Bachelor, yeah. yeah. I told Matt that he fell out laughing. He was like, "You should have said it." Then they thought I was an NFL player. Nobody was even thinking to check country music. You know what I mean? You have the sixth best odds to win the show. Have you looked at this? Uh-uh. You are, which is, there's 15 people. You're at 25 to 1. So if I made a $100 bet on Jimmy Allen right now, I can win $2,500 if he wins. Wow. Should I make that bet, Jimmy? Oh, definitely. Have you, you should definitely make that bet. <laughs> I like his confidence. Yeah. I was the opposite. I was like, I mean, the worst one is 100 to 1. When I was on the show, I was the worst odds at 200 to 1. Wow. Like, that's how bad yeah. they thought I was starting the show versus Jimmy. They must have seen some But stuff. I look at it like, you know, whether I actually get the mirror ball or not, you know, for me it's about, you know me, everything we do, me and you, Bob, you know how it is, we're going to give 100%. You know, we're going to put the time in. We're going to prepare ourselves to win. So that way if we do win, it's not a surprise. And if we lose, we're like, what? But if you lose, it's okay, too, because you still had a good time. And I feel like as long as you put in the effort, you're gaining some sort of knowledge to propel you in some area of life. Yeah, I just want to win or I, I drive myself bonkers. I try. Yeah. I, I wish I had Jimmy's maturity because he, he, that's a great <laughs> way to look at it. Me, I'm like, well, if, yeah. I, if I don't win, everybody's laughing at me and making fun of me. So now I must try to win the next thing. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, they can laugh at Bobby Bones all they want while you go to that bank. You that <laughs> <laughs> all right, listen, Jimmy's on. It's early in the morning in California. He's performing tonight, tonight at Dancing with the Stars. We need you guys to vote for him. If you're going to watch, like I encourage you to vote for Jimmy. That's why he came on early this morning, because I wanted to put him on and remind everybody that our guy will be dancing on Dancing with the Stars tonight. Um, have you been able to hang out with any of the other contestants at all, or has COVID kept you guys apart? Um, yeah, you know, I've been, uh, I mean, Iman Shumpert, uh, The Miz, uh, you know, Matt James and everybody, we all hung out uh, the day of the, of the reveal. You know, you got, like, all that press that day. But, you know, I've been keeping up, texting a couple people. Um, it's been cool, man. Uh, and I found out Marty, Marty McCove lives in Franklin, the dude from Karate Kid. 
Oh, he does. The, he's the yeah, he Johnny. Franklin. He really? Yeah. We should that get him in studio. Rehearsing in, in Tennessee. Huh. I didn't know that. Oh. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's. After the show's over, we'll get him in here and <laughs> do. Um, have you met Olivia Jade, whose mom was Lori Loughlin? You know, went to jail. Oh yeah, yeah. It, she's it, super cool. She is. Yeah, dude. She's like, she's like super cool because everybody was asking me um, a bunch of questions, like, "Well, how do you feel about about her?" And I was like, "I don't know her." There's some pretty cool people in this cast. Melanie C. Melcy from the Spice Girls. Dude, like that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. I can honestly say this, man. Everybody I met that day, like the whole cast, they felt like just chill and comfortable with each other. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was, it was super cool. And my my nieces think I'm the coolest since I got to meet JoJo Siwa. So, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> All right, listen. Tonight, Jimmy Allen, Dancing with the Stars. He's trying to win the whole thing, and it's not about winning each episode. It's about outrunning the slowest person. If a tiger's chasing you through the woods, and you and your buddies are running, you don't got to be the fastest. You just got to yeah. run faster than the slowest guy. That was <laughs> the whole time. I was just trying not to finish last, and eventually, you kind of catch on. You learn the game. Uh, and Jimmy will be dancing tonight. You guys watch. You guys vote. Jimmy, congratulations. Uh, Dude, I hope you kill it. You, and then, congrats thank on your you. CMA Best New Artist nomination. I mean, you know how I feel about that. Yeah. It's crazy that you're this accomplished and they still consider you a new artist, but I think you should uh, hopefully win this thing again. Oh, man. I, I appreciate you, man. It's uh, always a good time talking to y'all. Um, and everybody out there listening, man, yes, let's vote. Let's get it popping. Let's bring this thing back to touch music. All right, Jimmy. Talk to you later, dude. All right. All right, there he is. Jimmy Allen. Butt crack early right yeah. now in California. Oh, yeah. And he woke up and was like, oh, let's let's do it. Let's talk about it. All right, so you guys watch tonight if you can. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. There was a Friday night high school football game in Minnesota, and the Tigers were doing their red, white, and blue service appreciation night. This is where they invite a bunch of uh, military veterans to come celebrate them. And during the ceremony, one of the veterans collapsed. I mean, he falls down, unresponsive. So luckily, there is a trainer there for the high school team who's certified and is like, I know what to do. She did certi- She did CPR, got the AED machine, did the whole thing That's on it. That's the clear machine? That's the clear. It tells yeah. you what to do. And then he's, he started to respond, and he's alive. Man, you're at a military event, and one of the guys goes down? Yeah. yeah. I think there were like 40 military people there, veterans, old veterans. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. You're nervous the whole time, especially if it's a lot of really old people. But then someone goes down, that stinks. But it, this trainer, was she uh, part of the high school? It's part of the high school team, but she's certified. I remember my trainers in high school, they weren't certified. No, they, were, they couldn't I, even bring water, they could get us water in time. Right. I had science class with two of them. Like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I just, I can imagine everybody gasping for air when the, when the person fall, the military person goes down. Yeah, pretty that, amazing. That's a great story. The fact that they were able to save the person, too, is, is cool. And... Eddie knows how to do that. A little fun fact. I'm CPR certified, and I do know how to do an AED machine. That's what it's called, an AED. AED. It, it tells you exactly what to do, too, so you don't have to stress. It tells you, like... Does it tell me when to yell clear? It doesn't tell you to do that. <laughs> it just, that would for sure be it actually, it actually tells you to clear. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, all right, the shock is about to be administered. Clear. So you get out of the way? Yeah, you kind of, like, back up, let the machine do its thing. You don't hold them on them? No, it's like, it sticks on their body. No. no. Oh, I'd hold them. Guys. I'd have to hold them. <laughs> Like the movies? Yeah. Rub them together? Yes. (laughs) Boom! All right, that's a good story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. All right, now let's go and do the news. Bobby's Big Stories. 
I did see yesterday they did a little press conference and they think they found the remains of Gabby Petito, the blogger that's been missing for a long time. The FBI says human remains discovered in Tidon County, Wyoming, are, quote, consistent with the description of the missing 22-year-old. The cause of death has not yet been determined. And while they were unable to 100% confirm they found her, the agency did notify her family of the discovery. Now the search continues for her fiancé, who hasn't been seen since last Tuesday. And that situation went from he's not talking to they don't know where he is. Uh, prior to her disappearance, they had been traveling on a road trip through several western states. You know, on TikTok, there's a lot of body cam footage from police officers that had stopped to like talk to them along the way that they're just now releasing. Really? Yeah, and so at one point, you see a cop talking to her, and she's crying, and he's like, hey, I'm going to separate you two for the night. And I think she sends, the cop sends maybe her to a hotel or him to a hotel, and her to the other one, other place. And again, just random scrolling, but Yahoo News was the TikTok account that had a lot of these videos. And then I believe that they found the van and where that they possibly could have found the body by a random internet person who had some pictures of that area. Whoa. And they were like, that's that's the van. Wow. Like it was kind of needle in a haystack Mm -hmm. thing where they were able to find that. And so I do have some audio here. Police and FBI agents searching said they have not yet made a formal identification. Here's a clip of the FBI's press conference. Earlier today, human remains were discovered, consistent with the description of Gabrielle Gabby Petito. Full forensic identification has not been completed to confirm 100% that we found Gabby, but her family has been notified of this discovery. The cause of death has not been determined at this time. Police are saying, again, that he is not wanted at the time for a crime. But they... Surely he's wanted for acting suspicious. Well, I was, I was listening to an attorney speak yesterday, and they were like, if it was my client and he didn't have anything to do with it, I'd be like, still don't say anything. But, okay. but do you suggest he run? Yeah. I don't... You're asking me like I did well, something wrong. Well, yeah, I don't I'm just know. curious why you're disappear. You're on the stand right now. No. I get it. Sometimes if you're innocent, you may be like I'm, so scared I'm that you I'm worried he didn't just disappear. I'm not worried. I'm thinking, like, if he knows that something happened or he did... I don't know what... Like, oh, did like he disappear like he, or did somebody he dis- made him disappear? No, no, I wasn't saying that either. Oh. Did he disappear or did he like disappear? You know, oh. like, take, like take himself out. Got it. Okay. I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah don't I'm know. watching the case like you guys are, but I was watching an attorney yesterday go, hey, if this is my client, PR wise, it's not a good move to not talk. But legally, it's probably the best move because even if you didn't, did nothing, then the media can't build a narrative with what you're saying about it. Yeah, that's true. But it is yeah. weird that he's gone. It's weird they can't find him. They were searching, you know, down near where he lives. They had dogs and listen, I you guys made me feel like I did something wrong here. <laughs> no, no. I was sharing with you. Is, no, I was, then. I was watching all the news. Oh, it's so sad. I mean, I feel like I know they're not confirming, but I guess the dad, I mean, he put up a Instagram post that basically alluded to that it's her. He did. He po- he spoke of her in past tense and put a broken heart and put a picture of her like where she had these angel angel wings like one of those like yeah. an Instagram photo where you go up against the wall. Ugh, heartbreaking. That, that stinks. I know. And sometimes news becomes so big, it starts to not feel like actual real-life people. Yeah. It starts to just feel like a uh, one of the many series we watch on TV yeah, where like it's like story. the disappearance, the, the yeah. psycho murderer. The, and you're like talking about it like that, but even for me sometimes, as I get into it, I got to go, these are real-life human beings we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. So, but they still don't They still don't have the guy, right? No, they don't. As, as of right now. Nope. All right, well, let's move on to a different story. 
The Powerball and Mega Millions jackpots uh, are big dreams. Territories, obviously. Everybody wants to win these things. Nobody won the $450 million grand prize in last night's drawing. So the jackpot will roll over to the next drawing. Today's Powerball, $472 million with a cash payout of $342 million. And if you don't win that, the Mega Millions is worth $432 million. <laughs> So we got two at the same time. So what are we going to do? I'm doing nothing. Yeah, me okay. either. Because you don't, you know, nobody wins these things. One person out of $10 million, Yeah. And you end up losing money, and it's a whole situation. I'd rather lose my money gambling. Wait. I still did not. You, I took all my, my Aria chips to Vegas. I did nothing. I have them still in my bag right now. So you took all those chips that have been sitting with you for three years. Yeah, yeah. And you did not cash them yeah, in. Yeah, I intended to, but then I just didn't really spend much time in the casino. And I kept thinking I was going to not cash them in. I would maybe have a little fun with them. You know, like, hey, well, let's <laughs> play a game. But then I never I never did it. So now maybe next year. Okay. Or I just need to give them to somebody else. <laughs> Sorry, Ray. <laughs> yeah, you could have even bet them just for Ray I know. in his honor. I know. Ray, were you jealous? We were all in Vegas and you weren't? Yeah, it hurt. I mean, just knowing because of my problem, I probably could have otherwise been in Vegas. So, yeah, I mean, it altered my life. But, uh, yeah, I, anytime somebody's in jealous, you're or in Vegas, you're jealous because that's a amazing place on this planet. So, But also go. Sam Hunt was there. And that. Also outstanding... Uh, Comedy series last night at the Emmys went to Ted Lasso. Yes. Um, lead actor in a comedy series went to Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso. Comedy series lead actress went to Gene Smart for Hacks. I like Hacks. So do I. Gene Smart is from Designing Women. That's what I know her from. Yep. And then she also played the mom on Mayor of Easttown. Oh, yeah. She did. Uh, outstanding drama series, The Crown. Outstanding lead actor from The Crown, Josh O'Connor. I didn't watch The Crown at all this last season. I thought it was great. You missed out on a good season because it's the Princess Diana one. Lead actress Olivia Coleman from The Crown. Queen's Gambit won. Oh, yeah. For some sort of series. Uh, and then Kate Winslet won for something, too. For Mayor? For being they awesome. have too many weird categories. <laughs> That's <laughs> a lot of TV shows. Those are the categories we need. Most awesome in a series of 10 <laughs> episodes or more. Most awesome in a series that each episode wasn't an hour and a half long. You know? 30-minute episode. Most awesome person. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's your news. Thank you, guys. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. My lunchbox is convinced that Dua Lipa was flirting with him. Here is a clip of Dua Lipa, in case you're not familiar with her as, a, as an artist. So while backstage at our iHeartRadio Music Festival, Lunchbox, and all of us, you just run into people that are about to go on stage. And so he ran in to do a Lipa. He shouted at her, which is his move. She responded, and he thinks she was flirting. Mm. Here is the clip. There she is. Oh, my gosh. She's amazing. She's amazing. There she is. She's amazing. Oh, she's so amazing. Amazing. What, what did I miss? Oh, well. no, no, no. You missed that. She turned around. Her back was to me. She turned around. Looked right at me, and I mean, she lit up glowing, and she kind of tilted the head and goes, amazing. And the, the way she said it, it was like, I am flirting with you, and if you are interested, follow me out here. Lunchbox, she had a mask on. Like, it's not, and okay. it's not like. That could have helped. She, I think she just was like, oh, look at this guy with the camera. I'll play it up a little bit. <laughs> you were there? Uh, wait, Lunchbox, was I there? I've seen the video. Yeah, I, I, show, I think I showed lot. Amy the video. I was like, yes. look, Dua Lipa was flirting with me, and Amy was like, I think you're onto something. No, I did not say that. And let me tell you, walking around backstage with Lunchbox is so embarrassing because he does that to every mm. famous person, 
in the hotel, on the street. He does what? Backstage. That, that. Oh, like anybody. He walks up with the camera and just walks right up to them. <laughs> there was like multiple times where I was walking with him and he would start doing it to somebody and I would just turn around and walk away like I didn't even he know him. He just pulls up his phone and puts it right in their face? Yes, he walks up. Like, I say Sam Hunt standing backstage. Can't miss him. Like, like, And he's like, oh, there's Sam Hunt. And he'll like run over and just go and be like, Sam Hunt's right here. <laughs> For those that can't I, see, Amy's not saying what she's doing, but she's got okay. her arm fully extended with her phone in her hand. Yes, like right up to the celebrity's face to where it's in Embarrassing, Because, like, you're supposed to just, they're backstage, they're doing their thing, you're just supposed to, like, be chill, and he's, like, the opposite of chill. Here is another one. Was Lunchbox inappropriate with this comment okay. at the iHeartRadio Music Festival? There's a couple from The Bachelorette, and it was the first time they had done anything together since the end of the show. And it'd be, like, nine months because there really hasn't been an, a time and place because of COVID for them to go out and do events. So they were on the red carpet, they were doing kissing, and so Lunchbox yells this. <laughs> Woo! A little more tongue. Oh! Oh! oh. 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 <laughs> Sounds so awkward. They like That's that, so though. Awkward. Okay, yeah, they, they like that. Okay, bachelor people, they liked it. Hey, bachelor people like anything, you know? <laughs> they just like people who are talking at them. Uh, here is Amy and Lunchbox interviewing Darius Rucker backstage at our iHeartRadio Music Festival during a Capital One experience. And this is Darius talking about our show. Okay, so let me set it up because I was talking about how his laugh is so infectious and sometimes we play a game of celebrity laughs and we always know when it's Darius because he has an awesome laugh. So then then we go on and do the interview, lots of other questions. Then at the end, but he, but he kind of said somewhere in the interview, he's like, but I'm an easy guy. I laugh at everything. <laughs> and then at the end... He's like saying bye, but he's like, hey, love y'all show. I listen every morning. Y'all crack me up. <laughs> but then he said earlier that he, he laughs, laughs at, at anything. Yeah. All right, here's the clip. Exactly. Isn't it awesome when they get old enough to drink with you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or that. Yeah, mine's, mine's three. He drinks with me all the time. <laughs> Darius's laugh is like the barometer of like funny. Not really, because I, la- I laugh at everything. So I don't think so. <laughs> I make people think they're a lot funnier than they are. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Capital One loves you and we love you. And I'll say this to you guys. I love your show. I think you guys are awesome. What y'all do, y'all make me laugh every morning. Thank you. Uh, like that in your car? Absolutely. Like, uh, I don't know if we car. should take that as a compliment because he, he, he laughs at everything. He <laughs> That's true. He just true. said it. So. <laughs> That's true. I mean, it got awkward. <laughs> but Darius is awesome. Yeah, well, but he we listens. Had a, we had a great time. I'm tired. That's a hard trip. And then we had to be up at 4.30 on Sunday morning to get on a plane at 6 to fly back. So the whole day yesterday was just a wash. I'm shocked Lunchbox has his voice. Like, usually he comes back, he can't say anything. In Vegas, yeah. Allergies. (laughs) I'm going to tell you something. No, no, I think it's the mask. If you wear a mask in Vegas, your voice, your throat doesn't get as dry because the, the mask blocks it or something because I don't know why. Because I stayed up till 3 in the morning every night and I'm still good to go. But you worked until 10, 11 every night. So it's, not, you know, otherwise you'd have been hitting it at 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 p.m. That could he be a two. Celebrities backstage <laughs> yes. for hours. I mean, I did. And I got flirted with by Dua Lipa. I mean, it was a, it was a great weekend, guys. A Louisiana Walmart worker got on the PA and quit her job. And this is always funny to hear. But I'm telling you, if someone ever applied for a job with me after I heard a clip of them doing this, I never hired them. I mean, I get it's funny. I would just never hire them. Too risky. Uh, But let's remove that from this and just enjoy this clip, okay? okay? (laughs) Beth McGrath announced her as Beth from Electronics and then proceeded to tell everybody that she's 
A lot of stuff, like overwork, underpaid. Oh. Here is a clip. It's about 30 seconds long of her on the PA at Walmart. All right. Attention, Walmart shoppers and associates. My name is Beth from Electronics. I've been working at Walmart for almost five years, and I can say that everyone here is overworked and underpaid. The attendant policy is to Jared, our store manager, you're a pervert. Greta and Kathy, shame on y'all for treating your associates the way you do. I hope you don't speak to your families the way you speak to us. Shout out to Kamonique, Patty, Shardell, and so many more. Walmart doesn't deserve y'all. Manage it. This job, I quit. My favorite part is a shout out to her friends. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, she just wanted to go out. There might have only been 11 people listening. <laughs> she wanted to make sure. It reminds me back in the day when I used to do a nighttime show on top 40 stations. And people would call in and I'd, I'd answer, I'd say, uh, hello, uh, KLAZ. They're like, hey, can I make a shout out? Uh, okay. Who, who do you want to shout out to? Want to shout out to my friend Mike? Like, why don't you just call them? <laughs> <laughs> because it's cool for Mike to hear him on the radio. Yeah, you know that. Yeah. I just, if you want to shout out, call him yourself. Give him longer than a six-second shout out. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's my favorite part of that, that she shouted them out. And she goes hard at somebody calling him a pervert. Oh, yeah, my man. gosh. I manager. know. Jared or Perv. whatever. <laughs> I mean, I mean now that clips out viral on TikTok, poor uh, Jared. Jared's wife's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> But she, it would just be tough for me to hire that person uh, later. Yeah, she clearly didn't think this through. Or, or she was just thinking just this might... Or she just does not care. Right. I do want to talk about Raymundo for a second, who does the audio. Raymundo, how's your morning going so far? Going really good, yeah. Were you jealous when you saw a picture of Sam Hunt and, and me? Yeah, he was looking good, too. Man, he had the cowboy boots on. <laughs> Nobody rocks those in Vegas at a iHeart Top 40 concert. That was pretty impressive. So Sam Hunt showed up to play, and his performance was great. But Raymundo had a whole thing planned out that if Sam Hunt was going to come to our studio during his release of 23, his last song, which he was was supposed to. I don't know why he didn't come. And it was like, hey, Sam's coming, and he didn't show up. But, Ray, tell everybody your plan when Sam Hunt was going to arrive. Yeah, so uh, I was kind of heard of the rumblings that he was, so I wore my jersey. It was a 23. It was all themed 23 because the song was called 23. So I did a 23 jersey on my Apple Watch. I programmed it to have a picture that was 23. And then I went around the entire office into our kitchen, upstairs kitchen, and I put on the microwave. I stopped it at 23. So if anybody went into those rooms, it would all say 23. And then I even got him a gift that was themed 23, but I never got to give it to him. Oh, boy. Good thing he didn't come. I mean, Are we, <laughs> what was the gift? Yeah. <laughs> I got him, uh, I went on Amazon, got him a $75 23andMe kit, and I was going to hand it to him and be like, all right, dude, you got to prove now, man, your DNA. Are you superhuman or what, dude? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Ray practiced a flirting line. Oh, boy. oh my goodness. Oh. So do we wish Sam would have come in and experienced that, or no. are we glad he didn't? No, we're glad. No, I we mean, wish that would have happened. That would have been awesome. Sam would be a good sport about it. Ray would be like, 23 kisses now. <laughs> <laughs> Ray, the yeah. history of you and Sam has been, did, he got you a birthday present. Was, was it new shoes? I think it was a Christmas. Yeah, it was shoes. He got me a stylish coat that I can wear in the fall. And uh, Is it like a flannel? You mean? Yeah, it was pretty dope. Okay. He got me a great <laughs> gift, yeah. And then... Did he promise to play basketball with you at some point? That was always thrown was around that, yes, we were going to, and then the pandemic happened, so maybe we were going to play video games. It just never worked out, though. And weren't you kind of stalking his brother to get close to him? I was, because me and him were friends <laughs> on Instagram, and I would DM him and stuff, and he'd be like, hey, what are you and Sam doing this weekend, dog? But yeah, it never worked out. And you've not hung out with Sam in a personal setting ever? 
one time at one of his pop-up things I, on the east side, I ran into him in a parking lot. But no, we've never like just <laughs> ran into him. <laughs> no, 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 no. You guys have never just casually hung out. No, no. And I think all of this stuff, that, and I'm glad you talk about it on the air because it makes me LOL. However, I think that keeps him from wanting to be your friend. And the thing is, you're the coolest guy. I love hanging out with you. Like he would love hanging out I with you. I think Sam would love hanging out with you too, but mostly you're like a psycho now to him. Yeah, but there's no way to take all that back. When I first saw the guy, I was obsessed. And I mean, and then I, de- I would put a post on his Instagram pictures. So there's no way to erase history. Well, even this last 23 at Fest you were going to have for him. <laughs> 23 Fest. Well, what were you going to put on your watch and how was he going to see it? I was going to go up to him. I had the jersey on. It was emblazoned on my chest. 23. I was going to be like, Apple Watch, dog. 23, dude. And then it's like, man, I support you. I support your song. 23. What stinks is I think he'd really like to hang out with you, but he never will now. Mm. Because it's just a little creepy. It's just too much. Like, who wants to be friends with someone who's obsessed with them? Yeah, no one. Yeah. Right? Too hard, too soon. I know. I did that with Taylor Swift a little bit because we probably would have been friends. But then I painted a picture of her and gave it to her and that got weird. You think you and Taylor would have been friends? No, I mean, probably not. But I was like Ray is with Sam Hunt. I went way too hard. Amy took an art class. This is when Taylor was still relatively new. Yeah. Amy took an art class. Like I had a shot at being friends with her probably at this okay. point. So she could paint a picture of her to give to her. Mm-hmm. And she did. I did. She gave it to her? Took, she gave it to Taylor, yeah. Took private lessons. Oh, <laughs> yes. wow. Mm-hmm. And then Taylor said, oh, I'll put this on my tour bus. And then I don't know that. No, yeah, she didn't. She was like, <laughs> no, she she straight up told me, Eddie, when I gave it to her. I still remember the words clear as day. She said, you are so talented. Oh, I, like, I know. <laughs> I know. She didn't mean that, though. She doesn't. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Where do you think that painting is now if you had oh, to make a bet? Either some at the in the back of some rep's closet that's like has a bunch of junk that Taylor has received over the years, or I don't know, trash somewhere. Yeah, trash. Probably. Probably, probably trash. Probably trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amy painted me a picture of John Mayer, too, at the same time. Where is that? I did. I got really into art. Probably trash. No, <laughs> no. Uh-uh. I, sir, I, re- I revived it. I, what, I, ga- I pulled it from the from rubble. From the trash. <laughs> because Like Bobby, a phoenix that rose from the ashes. Bobby used to have it hanging up somewhere, and then I guess because he's moved a lot, and da-da-da-da, but then I saw it in a pile, and I was like, well, this is coming home with me, because John Mayer signed it. Oh, you have it? Because remember when John Mayer came in, I showed, I said, this is a painting I made Bobby several years ago, and I had him sign it. So now it's a value. And where is it? At my house. Oh, good for you. You keep it. Keep In it my me. podcast room. Nice. So when people come over, I have John Mayer credibility. <laughs> you know who I met uh, in Vegas was Lori Laughlin's daughter. Oh. Olivia Jade. Mm-hmm. Who, the whole scandal, the college admission scandal. Did you talk to her about mm-hmm. that stuff? She was backstage rowing. No, not about that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that was a perfect opportunity. She was sitting in a green room because I was going to go out and do some stuff with Sam Hunt. And I saw her sitting there. And I said, I just went, hey, Olivia Jade. She was like, yeah, what's going on? How's it going? And I was like, hey, I'm Bobby. Um, she's doing Dancing with the Stars this season. I said, hey, I won Dancing with the Stars like three years ago. And she was like, you did? Wow. She goes, how hard? And so then we just kind of talked about that because there's like a little fraternity of people that do that show. And she was super nice. Her sister was there too. I didn't even know she had a sister. No, I didn't either. And so we talked. I didn't bring up. Dang. Anything yeah. about Anything, that? Nothing. Nah, I wasn't How the, awkward would that be? Really awkward, but pretty cool, though. It's, like You'd probably be the only one that has that conversation with her. Well, it's pretty cool because she just seems like a cartoon character. Again, sometimes we see all these celebrity stories and that they're so something we're not close to at all that they just become fictional stories in our minds that we can talk about and like, oh, we like this person. We don't like this person. They're human beings. 
And and so I sat with her and talked with her, and I was like, dang, I wonder what I ever said about that. Yeah. And not that I was wrong, but I just never imagined, like this this weekend, Caitlin and I took a picture together, and you can see it on my Instagram, Mr. Bobby Bones. She's in white, and I'm in a green shirt. We're standing side stage. And most of the comments were really, really nice, and someone goes, oh, look at that, typical gold digger with her man. And, and it, listen, I'm going to tell you, <laughs> for me, when people started saying that anyone was a gold digger to me, I took that as a compliment. <laughs> you got gold. Listen, I grew, up, <laughs> I grew up poor as it could be. So the fact that someone was like, oh, gold digger, I was like, oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> well, I'm so honored. You're like a leprechaun. Well, I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Um, but it, it, to this point now, it, it's very hurtful to Caitlin because it's just not true. She's got a master's degree, got her own money, it, all that I didn't, shouldn't have to explain that here now. But so I just messaged the woman. I was like, hey, I thought that was pretty rude of you. Because I had looked and she had sent me all these comments too about when I was single. She was like, hey, I'll go on a date with you. I'll go. But And then she hit on the comment section with a uh, you know, gold digger. I was like, hey, would you not put that on the, um, in our comment feed? Like, I felt like that was pretty rude. And she responded back. She goes, oh, oh, sorry about that. Yeah, it's like. That was it. There we go. Mm-hmm. Real people. Real, look. Well, hey, watch. When I poke myself, watch. Um, Ow. Does that hurt? Yes. It hurts. Because you're a real person. And I poke myself. <laughs> <laughs> yes, man. Real people. We're real people over here. Uh, you guys can hit us up if you want. We'd love to grab your calls. 877-77-BOBBY. Let me talk to Charlie, who is on in West Virginia. Charlie, you're calling about a segment that we were doing earlier on the show? Um, no, not really. Um, I just wanted to, let's see. Good morning, Bobby. Good morning, studio. Morning. Good morning. Yeah, this is for Lunchbox. Um, uh, a few weeks before you got married, um, I called uh, the show and uh, I talked to phone screener and I said I have a, a friend of mine who owns an exotic limos and I was going to borrow one of his uh, white Lamborghinis and drive it down to Tennessee for me to get married in. Then I had um, he, then he was going to let me borrow his uh, red Lamborghini, which got an incredible sound system. They had replaced the glass with plexiglass. If you um, cranked it up really loud, you would bust the glass. That's why they replaced it. And I was going to have it for your 20th anniversary uh, for your high school reunion. But I'm sorry that uh, I couldn't couldn't do it for you. Okay, it says on the screen, Abby says he went rogue. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess he called and said he was going to say something else. <laughs> Abby, but I would love a Lambo. Abby, <laughs> I, I have no idea. Hey, what are you hey, Abby, doing, Abby? What, what what happened there? Oh well, he was gonna he was gonna talk about the segment earlier how uh, Lunchbox was gonna catfish me, and he said he thought it was wrong that he was gonna do that. But then he got on, and then when someone decides to go rogue, Abby, and, and your job during the show is to talk to people, make sure they get on the air, and get what and they define their point so we can get to it pretty quickly. <laughs> when you hear a guy do that and yeah. say everything he didn't say to you on the phone, what's happening internally inside of you? Let's see. My heart is pounding like 100 miles an hour. <laughs> that made me so nervous. I was like, what's happening? What's going on? <laughs> like, right. I'm shaking right now. All <laughs> like, I see on my going? screen is it goes, Abby's, Abby says he's going rogue. He's going rogue. <laughs> okay. Well, it was thoughtful of him to think of you guys with the, his Lamborghini hookup. All right, Charlie. Thank you for the call, buddy. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Waterbury, Connecticut. A 40-year-old man was at Walmart, and he goes to buy a gallon of milk, and it rings up 322, and he goes, 322, that's way too much. Pulled out a knife and stabbed the cashier. 
What whoa. is happening? I know. Whoa, whoa, People whoa, whoa. just don't know how to deal with The cashier things. didn't price the stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a former cashier myself. You have nothing to do with that. Zero. Yeah, she shuff- suffered a puncture wound behind her ear, but she's oh going to be okay. What the crap is happening? What's wrong with people? What's, What's wrong, wrong with, with people? people? Yeah, <laughs> dang. All right. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Before we leave the show today, I do want to mention something that happened while we were in Vegas at our iHeartRadio Music Festival, and that's Amy fell in the lobby. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, at the end, luckily there was not that many people around, but hotel staff, maybe a security guard. For sure they thought she was drunk. For sure. And I was not. It, <laughs> no, I hit nothing at all. I just was walking, but I I was the end of the night, end of night two, and my feet were definitely in a lot of pain after two days in heels and boots and whatnot. And I just, my ankle gave out and I kind of just buckled and fell kind of gracefully in my opinion, um, but I was fine. Popped right back up. Tried to avoid as much like eyes on me as possible and just went straight to my room. It's it's dangerous falling the older you get. Yeah. Oh, there, yeah. There's that graph. Older fall, more dangerous it oh, is. Yeah. And so, you know, you're no spring chicken anymore. Nope, 40. I, I'd be worried. Yeah. Our, our security guy, we, we were getting out. We were in, in New Braunfels, Texas. And we had a bunch of stuff in the van, like camera equipment, stuff we were recording. Um, a lot of the festival and, and the camera guy put it all on the ground and our security guy who's a big guy gets out of the van and doesn't see all the camera stuff being put behind him and he falls and he hits and he's a big guy and you're just like oh no if it's somebody 16 you like, lol yeah. sure they bounce right back up no yeah, problem and, and he went down big guy hard and he got up and he was fine but to watch an adult fall yeah. it's not as fun as it used to be because <laughs> no. we're adults now it's not as fun to watch people fall like when you see someone on ice and you see like a, a doorbell cam and it's like whoa 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 oh, yeah. like the older they are the more I'm like smiling ear to ear you no know? I still have my back pain from when I fell on ice and I should own the Nashville airport and I don't you should it should be the Amy Nashville oh, yeah. airport yes because she fell uh, at the airport and then was like it's, we're all good. Even though there's ice in a place there shouldn't be, don't worry about me. I know. Bobby and Mike D, I think, were on my flight, and they were waiting for me. They're like, where is Amy? And I was in some, like, special room with a policeman, and he was bandaging up my back. <laughs> <laughs> and her back was just cut all the way up. Yeah, like, and I had it, this huge bandage. A, police, a policeman. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, a like, police like officer? <laughs> I'm going to be a policeman when I grow up. Well, whatever. I was with a police officer took me in, in and helped me, took me under his wing. I was so thankful because I was just left there stranded on the floor. Well, we're glad that you're okay, and I definitely would have thought you were drunk. Yeah, was not. Anyone falling in the casino or lobby oh, area yeah. of a hotel? I know. For sure drunk. They're probably like, look at that poor girl. And I'm like, no, And no, no, you were no, by no. yourself. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I was all dressed up. Yeah, it was so bad. <laughs> all right, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye, everybody. Hey, Bobby Bones.